0: Welcome to Scene, scene Partners! Partners. Wooly wooly woo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you. Sorry, I'll give you that one more time. <laughs> Uh, that is Chris.
0: And that was a screaming goat.
1: It was. <laughs> Thank you, Dana, for that, the screaming goat.
0: That is my internal monologue since the beginning of this pandemic. <laughs> our um our
1: friend Dana gave us this goat, and it is the best thing ever. It's probably one of the best things that I've get, gifts that I've ever gotten.
0: It's a little desk ornament and it just is the little screaming goat.
1: Like there's one of them at school and there's one of them here at at, at home. And I push, I push that goat all the time.
0: Hold on a second, you got two?
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. She, well, I mean, I work with Dana, so oh, she D- has okay. one.
0: My gosh, I was a little jealous. It's getting
1: really intense. I was fairly certain Dana liked me more than you. My name's Chris, and I'm I'm salty about my goats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna have a. I've, you know, I've been working on becoming the master of improv, <laughs> and just like. <laughs> say, <laughs> I'm <laughs> salty about my goats. That's salty. your next. Your, <laughs> if, if I just, you know, it would be so great to just have a whole bunch of money because then you could do things to people and just not worry about, you know, like, yes, the cost of it. Like I could just get you a new car. Like I immediately thought how great it would be to cover your entire car and like salty about his goats <laughs> and just like vinyl the whole thing. And then when you got mad, just be like, "It's fine. I bought that's, you a new car."
0: That's some David Dobrik <laughs> stuff, right there, man.
1: I don't know who that is, but that's that, cute.
0: That's a David. Uh, he's a, uh, one of those YouTube stars or something. He does that. Oh, now his I friends.
1: now I do not feel bad about not knowing who he is. Yeah. I, mean, I was. I thought this was about to be like some other
0: like, living about the fourth century. Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the time, especially whenever I'm at school, like the kids talk about stuff. I I never know anyone, but I think I'm getting better. It's Which just, is
0: surprising to me because you're on TikTok a lot. I'm not on it a lot. I go through spurts. That is about 90% of the messages I get from you on text messages. Yeah, now. those like, are
1: just spurts. Those are, I literally, they, I, don't I don't know what it says <laughs> about me. Seven days <laughs> a week it. I don't know what it says about me, but it is like, oh, I watched this and I need to immediately send it to everybody <laughs> so that they will also have seen it. And then I think oh, I don't think that's Lexi ever watches in it. my
0: algorithm now that I've watched it. Yeah. Ugh. I
1: don't think Lexi ever watches them. I, s- I send
0: them I send Lexi them all doesn't even it. listen to this podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 She's like,
0: uh, have you guys recorded yet? Can you that's like true. hurry up and do it? Hey, so
1: um are you excited about seeing Jeremy's thing a thing?
0: You're talking about at Wayback's
1: Wayback's Arcade, located in Pineville, Louisiana.
0: And we promote The them.
1: only free play arcade in the state? Let's just say it. Central it doesn't Louisiana. matter. What are yeah. they gonna they're gonna come for us? What yeah, are they gonna do? Fair. What are they gonna do? <laughs> if you wanna go play games, call Jeremy.
0: Just call Waybacks. Google Waybacks, not Jeremy. So I shouldn't give
1: Jeremy I shouldn't give Jeremy <laughs> shouldn't give Jeremy's his, cell phone his out. His
0: cell phone number is three one eight. <laughs> <way. laughs> he lives at.
1: <laughs> um yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. I'm you know what is strange being um, a theater person when I get invited to stuff that you're supposed to dress up for, it causes me anxiety. Yes. I, I don't know if it's just like a, I'm used to having a costumer tell me what to wear yeah. or if it's just like, Oh my gosh, it's all this like undue pressure. Cause that's now why I'm... I
0: told you like, whatever you decide that we should be doing for this uh, <laughs> uh, costume contest, just tell me and I'll get it and wear it. Or whatever. I just don't think that that's fair.
1: I'm just going to do that throughout this whole thing. So you have to either edit around it or make a choice. Tro- Dang it, I dropped it. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone forever.
0: Now. It is behind the desk.
1: Um, But yeah, it, it's strange because I have all these ideas of things I want to do. But then I also worry, like, am I going to go too far?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I have to worry about that a
1: lot in life anyway. But um, just about, like, pushing the, the envelope a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Speaking be- of, how do you
0: say that? Do you say it envelope or envelope? I say envelope. Yeah, I do too. Does, does that mean that we're pretentious? I don't think that's why we're pretentious. Don't reach <laughs> for the goat. You like subtly are like moving slowly, like putting your arm. Like, I'm not a dog. I can see you going for the goat. I got it. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing that. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, it's kind of like another one of those words that I – what it what is that? That a bunch of people say Via via? No. Yeah, I don't I don't I probably say via. No, I don't. I say, say via. via. I do. I say via. No, there's there's another one. Oh man, I don't even know why I brought it up. This is this was Baby terrible. and Bebe. Yeah, I say Bebe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> David, the Bebe
1: is crying. David? Um, uh well, I can't I can't think of it. But I, I will eventually. It doesn't matter. Hey, so I put Vace out... Vase or vase? I say vase.
0: Uh, yeah, same here.
1: I mean, I just feel like that's a...
0: put put p- Pneumonia or pneumonia?
1: Pecan or pecan. I mean, those are just kind of like, I feel like that's
0: just... Or uh, since we're in Louisiana, crawfish or crayfish?
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like one of those is obviously right, <laughs> and you know which one. Um. So
0: one of the... I, not, Shoes or hard socks? Hard socks. Hard socks.
1: Um. Most definitely. Um, so last week I asked or I put out on PlayOn's Instagram um, a place for people to ask some questions. And some people ask some questions. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready because I don't uh, know any of these.
1: Um, Jerry Mick Johnson wants to know your shoe size.
0: My personal shoe size? Yeah. Oh, it's very small. I wear He size said, eight. what is This is Chris <laughs> shoe size? Yeah, it, I did not ask that, by the way. That's not me. <laughs> In case you made that name up on the spot, which it sounds made up. I don't know if Jerry, Mc, I'm really good at stuff. I don't think if that sounds <laughs> okay. made up, Jerry um, McJohnson. But I wear a size eight.
1: Oh, and then uh, another one was that I thought was probably a little bit more uh, real. Um, well, somebody did ask if we were going to go watch a another theater company show that was coming out. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I never answered them. And I'm just realizing that right now that I all these people (laughs) ask these questions and I never answered in any sort of way.
0: (laughs) Hopefully they'll listen to this episode. Hey,
1: uh, yes, we plan to. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's interesting uh, asking about like, would you ever go and see another theater company's shows? Of course, I would. I, don't, I feel like we've already covered that. Yeah, like once we go before. see
0: almost everyone. Well, you would, especially uh, and I when I can. Yeah,
1: I would go and see who's ever like whom whomever is putting on a show. I would love to go see it. Um, so if they have any good ideas, I can take them. Um, <laughs> and the one of the other questions that I thought was a little bit more real. Was about auditioning, and if the like, how important is it to have a perfect audition? Ooh, and I don't really like. I understand the question. I don't know if saying the perfect audition is the right right thing. I don't think that there is ever an audition that is perfect. No, no, absolutely not. And I don't think that you want to have a perfect audition. I I feel like that.
0: You know, especially. I think the thing. Yeah, there's no such thing as a perfect audition. We definitely like uh, sitting on the other side of the table uh, during uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, I think the thing is we want to see the personality, mm-hmm. and that's that's so important. Like when the uh, the little kid that came in uh, that we ended up casting is Dill, he had such a huge personality with what he brought. Like he made all of the. Well, we were talking about this earlier about making choices. Oh, yeah, he made so
1: many great choices, and some of them I, I even thought, like, I would love to even use this in the show. Yes. But I also was excited to think, oh, if he made these choices now, then when we actually work on this, we could, like, go so far. Yeah. Because like, he already already has such level. a good idea of what to do. And that's, that, to me, is the biggest thing, I think. And it also shows that you're willing to work on this on your own.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Which I think is very important. I mean, I think that's why it's always great to be as prepared as possible. I know that you can't always be super prepared for every audition that you go on. But, I mean, to to be able to go in there and make some sort of choice yeah. and show that you were willing and that you thought about this and it wasn't just, you know, something that you left on the back burner and procrastinated yeah. on forever.
0: Yeah, there's no... like. You could come in and you could sing the most perfect song, hit every note perfectly. You could come in and you could say a monologue and hit it absolutely verbatim. But if you sit there and you paint by the numbers, that's so boring to me to watch personally. And I want to see you make a bold choice that you don't think somebody else has made. Yeah, I think just seeing
1: anybody with the willingness to go there is, is nice. Um, definitely not like throwing a chair across Mm-mm. the rim or anything like Mm-mm. that, but just like, you know, a choice that somewhat could make sense. Um, it did kind of remind me of, of just like some horror stories about auditioning <laughs> and, um, just, yeah. you know, like some things, I think you asked me in the last podcast, what was my worst audition? Yeah. And I, that was one of those things where at right after I answered it, because I answered it super fast. And um and that was without a doubt my worst audition for Utah Shakespeare, and um my
0: but you had little to do with that
1: yeah that wasn't that wasn't really my fault. Um now I know that I have done like when I was in college like like horrible stuff like knowing that I didn't want to be cast in a particular show. So I we were required to audition for everything. Ah, so um and the there were a, we did a lot of productions at the school. And so I remember being called in and auditioning for um, Claudius, and I really did not want to play Claudius in Hamlet. <laughs> and Hamlet, um, and also like not trying to throw shade or anything. But the the concept of the show was was told to us before the audition, and it was going to be an Amish Hamlet, and they were setting it in yes. like Hamlet
0: <laughs> always do this yes. show
1: as <laughs> Amish, always, oh Al- Amish, always. Um, <laughs> hashtag AA. Has, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so but so we knew this, and it was gonna be this whole like Hamlet was on Rumspringa, and his dad which, I'm so sorry. What Rumspringa, which is whenever you're um. No, I know what it is, but th- that's yeah, a choice. Hamlet is gone, and that's his whole like. Oh, I've let. He's left. He's gone. Because you know, in the script, he's gone to school, and he comes back yeah. from school. And so, like, uh, Horatio is a friend that he met while on Un. Anyway, he, he like, <laughs> comes back. And so everybody else is with pitchforks and stuff. And Hamlet is listening to an iPod because he can because he's on and He's moody. Anyway, none of that matters. I love this. I don't know why but- this is not an idea you're willing to steal. I, You know, now at the time, I, 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 we, we hated on it really hard core there whenever that was going through school but i will say at least you just got to give it to the director for being like this is how i want to direct my hamlet <laughs> um but still it's just hilarious to me um any and anyway so uh i went into this audition and i had asked another director in the season because they they were like well i'm doing this other show and i really want you to be in it but it was a, what we called a second stage show, so it took place in the black box, and Amish Hamlet, or as we called it, Omelet, was on the um was on the uh <laughs> yes. the main stage, and so they they were like you just like figure out a way not to get in the show. So I went in there as Claudius, and I did the entire thing as if I was Plankton from SpongeBob. And the money I would give <laughs> to see this audition. And I just remember, oh Lance, I'm so sorry. You're an amazing man, and you did such a great job, and I'm sorry that I did this to you. But, um, yeah, I went in there, and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to, trying to remember his actual line. is was like, um, and our, sh- oh, I'm going to try to do a plankton voice. Ooh, SpongeBob, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard with a headset on. Um, or he's like, uh, and our, sh- I can't do it. It's going to be country. I can't do it. I shouldn't have You've gone sat down the this country, path.
0: Uh, accent too long. I
1: did. I did. SpongeBob.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. And our some, and our some. I, I don't even know why I'm still trying to do this. Our sisters. Sometimes there's, there's going, like a pride thing going on just, right it's now. I'm killing me.
0: You can't take that. You can't do it. Oh, SpongeBob.
1: Our <laughs> sisters. <laughs> 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 Sometimes our queen, Laertes, What's the news with you? Something I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, you I did. Had to
0: take the headset it off. It sounded weird. This? It sounded.
1: Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you like craned your neck up. It was, I love I, it. I was having struggles. Anyway, I'm gonna when we get done with this, I'm gonna do it again. It's gonna be perfect. (laughs) But it doesn't matter anyway. So I did, I did it like Plankton, and he said, um, it's kind of like okay, it's kind of sounding like you're you're putting on a voice. And I was like, what are are you? (laughs) What what are you talking about? Putting on a voice? I don't know what you're talking. He was like, well, it just kind of like honestly sounds like Plankton from SpongeBob. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I am doing that. He's like, what? Are you, why are you doing that? I said, well, you know, it's just Claudius is just this evil villain. And I just, this was the most relatable villain that I could think of for the role. You stop it. And he was like, all right, thank you so much for coming in. And I will see you later. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it.
0: Yeah, I could imagine. Um, and That'd if be a hard you're listening note? to this,
1: Lance, I'm so sorry that I did that to you. Uh, and to myself, really, that, you know, I either left and you immediately knew that I just really didn't want to be in the show or you genuinely felt like that was a choice that I genuinely made and you regretted accepting me into the program. Again, um, make a choice. I made a choice. And that was a terrible one. Um, and I ended up being in the other show, which I was very appreciative. Now, so what would you have done
0: out. had you have landed the role? Ooh. Would you have kept the voice for the character because that's what got you the Well, that that role actually is
1: kind of what happened whenever I was in that terrible production of Teata with the flute is that I thought I was throwing the audition and I was getting <laughs> the part. <laughs> and that did not work out in my favor. Yeah. But I thought about this um you know just I thought about this other instance when I was in the city um And I was living in Chicago, and I had gotten my very first TV audition. And it was for this show that was on NBC called Crisis. You will not remember it. I don't really know if it made it past episode six. I mean, I think they they got one season, maybe half a season, and then they were gone. Basically, I think the premise of the show was just that there were a lot of crises. And... Things were just always bad. <laughs> a lot. And they had to f- fix things. <laughs> Clearly, you didn't even watch the show. No, I didn't watch the show, but I did get the breakdown. And um, so, you know, when you get a TV script or like an audition yeah. for that, they don't really give you any information. And this was a new show. So half of it was blacked out and yeah. it had been like sharpied away. And I couldn't read it, I didn't have any. Uh, like there were no stage directions. There was nothing in between to tell me what was going on. I just had my lines and then the other person's lines.
0: Yeah. Film auditions are so difficult and they're so strange. Cause like you said, whatever is in your sides, everything else is blacked out before and after. Right. And, and you then think... you have to read against someone who is so deadpan.
1: Yeah. Most of the time. And yeah. it is
0: like, this would never Cause fly. Cause it's like a stage. casting director yeah. in
1: turn. And, um, Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I was really excited about this. I got called in um, by uh, Claire Simon Talent Agency, and I was so stoked about it. And I had, it was like a blizzard that day in the city. Um, and I, I went in, and I got there early, and I illegally parked at the Whole Foods. Thanks, Whole Foods on North Avenue. And I, um, <laughs> and I walked over there. And I'm sitting there, and they keep calling this guy's name. And uh, for uh, Chicago PD um, and he wasn't there and they kept coming out. And then finally they were like, look, we we can't get a hold of him. We're going to have to switch. So They like moved the they took the Chicago PD sign down and they put up crisis. Yeah. And about like 10 minutes after that, they call my name to go in and read and this dude shows up. And I used to I I can't believe right now that I don't remember his name because I heard it so much and this was so horrific, but he he like comes in he looks rough and angry and he's like hey um I am late my car was snowed in it took me an hour and a half to um to shovel it out and I I'm I'm but I'm here now can I, I I'm I'm here for Chicago PD and they're like oh no no man you you missed it he's like no 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 no, 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 no it's fine. I mean, it's only it's only I'm only like 15 20 minutes late. Like just just call him back in. I I got this. And they were like, "No, we have moved on. We tried calling you. We did, we couldn't get in touch with you. Like we're 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 sorry it was it just didn't work out this time." This dude lost his mind. Like I know that sometimes our real life can really influence a situation and it can do do bad things yeah. for our career. I don't think this guy is an actor today no (laughs) i think he actually might be working in that parking garage where i legally parked (laughs) at that whole foods but he um he reached his breaking point he broke and i and i get it like that winter was really hard it was the coldest winter on record in chicago's history of recording the weather it was really really bad that was when that polar vortex came through it was awful it was awful and um just everybody was on edge so this dude is losing his mind but i've just had my name called so i'm the only thing that's standing between him and this little casting intern and he gets so loud and i'm like dude you need to calm down like you are not making good choices right now i mean this is your career and then claire of claire simon comes out of the the casting room and she's like what is going on in here and she looks directly at me and i'm like oh he's he's uh, upset <laughs> <laughs> and i've like you know still have my headshot resume and all that stuff in my hand and i'm pointing to this dude and he's like i'm going to you're going to hear me read for chicago pd and he was just going off and he, they started like cursing at each other and they were he, she was screaming at him you're never going to work in this town again and the whole time i'm standing there in between both of them just waiting to go in for my audition for this woman and eventually got so bad, escalated so bad that I had to like have a hand on this dude to keep him away from Claire. And she's also only like maybe five foot, maybe five foot, just a little lady. And, um, so I've got a hand on him and they call security and actually like escort him out of the building. So he leaves, she looks directly at me and says, well, are you coming in or not? And then she just storms into the room and I'm like, Oh no, I'm gonna get this job. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in there and there's like an X on the ground because when you audition for a film, it's not like you're moving around. Yeah. Or at least in this particular instance, there was not a lot of space. And I knew nothing about what I was auditioning for. It was very like ambiguous language. It could have been anything. Yeah. And um I just kind of thought this guy was having a somewhat bad day. Cause that's what I read it as. But i didn't pay attention to that. It's crisis. Yeah. <laughs> that, that obviously things are really bad. Cause it's crisis. Um, anyway, so she's like, she, Claire goes in there, she sits down in her chair and she immediately like pulls her blackberry out and starts emailing every single person. And it's like, um, he's never going to work in this town again. And all this stuff, and she's mumbling to herself in the corner. And, um, and, uh, and the woman is like, looking at me, this intern, she's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's okay. And she tells me where to stand on this little X on the ground. She says, don't move around. They've turned the camera on or whatever. And, she, um, and then I just, I stand there and I wait. And I have the first line. So I'm just waiting to be told what's going on in the scene because that's normal. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, this is what's happening. This is where you are. And this is where we're starting from. Nothing. She looks up from her phone and she goes, well, are you going to start? I'm like, yes, I am. So I'm like, okay, hey, you know, it's just, this is, we got to go, we got to get out of here. Um, This is not good. These are all the lines that yeah. I have. Afterwards, the woman just kind of chuckled to herself and then the intern came up and she was like, I'm so sorry. And then we walk outside. She said, that was... Um, I, I, I've, I'm going to talk to her and we'll see if we can call you back in. It was like, what, what is like, what is going on in this scene? She says, oh, well, this helicopter just like crashed into this building and the building is about to collapse. And you're trying to get the other guy out from under the desk. See, that's not fair. And I was like,
0: what? Like if
1: I had that information. <laughs> I was like, I stood there motionless. Was like, hey, you know, we really need to get out of here. Like you know, I got I got plans later. Yeah, <laughs> like what in the world? And I did eventually. Like to their credit, I did get an apology email, and they called me back in a whole bunch for stuff that really I would never be perfect for. But yeah. I think they just felt so bad. But that was that was rough. That was rough city. Yeah,
0: you know that reminds me. I was listening to this podcast about these voice actors, and they were talking about when they have auditions, and uh, like
1: when they they do these killer plankton. Yeah, yeah, they were like,
0: you know, if we could get that Cody Walker guy from <laughs> Play on the Theater. Around, Ooh, you know, could... <laughs> SpongeBob. You know, it's, it's getting better. It's, it's something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they Bums. were talking about um, the, the one guy is a composer and he was talking about uh, trying to get this one job. He was like trying to pitch himself to these people. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, if I could see the whole movie or get the whole script. That way I could compose this scene so I can... It was like, why would we give you that advantage? Yeah. It's like with everybody else, else... gets that. Yeah, nobody else gets that advantage. And they're like, what we want to see is for you to make a decision and make a choice. And we're trying to see if you can make a decision that Under we pressure. think... Yeah, aligns yeah. with what we're, what we're looking for here. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so interesting. And, and it's just, like, really shaped the way that I've started thinking about auditions and how some of my bad auditions have gone and went, oh, you know what? Yeah. That's why that one went the way it did.
1: I feel like mine has always been preparation. Yeah. It's always, always down to preparing. And then sometimes it's over-preparation. Like, I've, I've, like, worked it too much. And then I'm early. And yeah. I sit there and I think about it forever. And then I psych myself out. I mean, like, my best auditions ever was whenever I didn't care. And I was late.
0: Yes, and that makes me so mad. And I just
1: like late for me, also is just like running in and having five minutes.
0: Yeah, late. Yeah, late for me is is not having that time to breathe for a, just mm-hmm. a second. And they're like, "Oh, hey, we're already ready for you." Oh, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I re- I Don't. remember like the um, this audition that I went on uh for Tom Jones, and it was, I think the right singer? after. I- not, no, this, yes. <laughs> What's new, Pussycat? <laughs> Yet another good impersonation.
0: Best one you've done today. <laughs> <laughs> pussycat, Pussycat,
1: I don't, I don't know the words. Um. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, people are going to get a treat for this podcast. Like, this is going to be a treat for it's the years. It's, gif- <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a gift. It's a gift. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. So there was yet another like crazy weird weather thing that happened in the city. And it was like a monsoon. It's like we were all of a sudden in a rainforest and the city wasn't able to withstand this much water. Like streets were flooded, could not get I was it was in um, my goodness, Northlight Theater. And it used to be in like Glencoe. I've been gone for so long now. I can't even remember where Northlight was, but it was just outside of the city like in a a suburb yeah 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 um and i i took me two and a half hours to get there because all of the rain and the roads that were shut down and um i get there and i'm like drenched i run into this audition there's one other person there and i like see bill and um and the casting director and i just like apologize even though i'm still like 10 minutes early and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's just like crazy out there, and I couldn't get here. And they were like, Yeah, no, everyone is late. Like, there's no way to get here. Yeah, right. And I was still freaked out because I just had ten minutes. I I got that understudy is what I did. I didn't <laughs> actually score that part, but that's fine.
0: There was there was this one audition that I went to, and I really it was a it was a show I didn't really want to be a part of. It was like, oh. ah, okay, I, you know, eh. And then I was sitting there, and it was you had a monologue and then you started doing cold reads and Mm. I like cold reads a lot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Because it's like, well, I it's a hard skill set. Yeah. Actively make choices and, and based on the chemistry that we have. And I wasn't expecting to even be cast in this show. And the more we read, I was like, I'm reading for this one character. Yeah. Forever. Only. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I I think I'm about to get cast in the show. And one person looked at me and said, Hey, if you don't want this part, and you don't want to do that you need to stop doing what you're doing and i went oh okay. like look,
1: look i can't turn the talent switch off <laughs> when i want i'm not going to embarrass myself up here what is
0: crazy? But it was it was just interesting because it, this was like a massive kids show and we were mm-hmm. just i was trying everything you like swing at everything so it was
1: just overweight children in this show is what you're saying
0: i was the overweight child <laughs> at the time i'm sorry
1: that was probably a terrible dad that a, joke. That was a hurtful laugh. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just had a flashback of like your first profile picture on Facebook. Cause like it just flashed through my yeah. my brain. hmm It's more the hair than. Anything oh yeah, else. There, was,
0: there used to be a lot of hair. It's more the hair. So what else you got? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the whiteboard's empty tonight. I so. know
1: it's kind of crazy. Um, flying without a net. I mean. You know, one, one interesting thing that they used to do with this one company, it was called uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday. And they would bring these people in, and they would not have, they just cast them in the company, knowing that they were going to do a summer of rep. Yeah. And you looked at their shows before the contract started and knew that when you got there on Sunday, if there was a role that you wanted, that you were going to audition for that. And you pretty much just competed with other people going for the role. So if they were doing Midsummer and you wanted Puck, they would say, okay, who wants to be Puck? And then the people would jump up and do the Puck monologue. And if you thought you could do it better after that, someone else would just get up without missing a beat and oh, they'd be that's like, awesome. you go sit down, here I go. I'm gonna jump in. That's if, awesome. You know, so it was basically like just fighting for the roles. It's like, man, that is
0: vicious. But you also see people make other choices and then you're just like Oh wow! I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. And then you think, how can I one up that?
1: I mean, in a way, it would either be great because you have a cast that then is like, yeah, it makes sense why they are the part. Yeah. They they clearly they got this. Or it's goes a
0: very different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, I was talking with someone uh, uh, this past weekend about watching comedians live. And, you know, when you see their Netflix specials, whatever, like it's really funny, but there's something about being there. And in the same way that you do like live theater, the energy of that room makes everything way more funny. Oh, yeah. But then they have like these two or three comedians that come up beforehand and they're like to, there to warm up the crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when they have a bad comedian and they don't land. It's like watching what you were about to describe at those auditions. <laughs> When something isn't working, you're just like, This is painful. Yeah. I Make have done it end.
1: This. I should not have done
0: this. Oh no. And it's even worse if you're a part of something and you're not the bad one, but you're seeing that it's like you're tanking this for all of us. Please stop. Yeah. Please There's stop. There's just
1: like no no way out. I mean, I feel that way sometimes with you at dinner. <laughs> that's that's actually a fair statement. It is a very fair statement, a hundred percent. Hey, you know what would have been really great? If I would have written down all these questions. Mm -hmm. Are you like going through your old story? I'm trying to find. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm multitasking. I love this because you were like, I'm going to lead you to this
0: one question that's going to give us a lot to talk about.
1: (laughs) I mean, I thought I did pretty good. All right. So I have a question for you. Okay. Under any circumstance... Is it well, maybe this is the right way to, to put it. Is there a circumstance in which you were in a show or you could foresee yourself in a show where you would quit the show? And I'm not talking about like you've got plenty of time. <laughs> like I've I accepted this contract, or I've accepted this show, and then I had an offer somewhere else, and you know, people have time to replace you and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like where you're like. A week before the show, or a day before the show, or the day of the show.
0: Um, do like I have I would an understudy?
1: say, like, no. You don't have an understudy. Then
0: absolutely not. Like, no circumstance. Under right? no circumstance would I quit a show. That's kind of the way that I feel about it.
1: And not even like I've I've been in shows with. Uh, I've been in shows staff. I wanted to quit. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to, but yeah. I didn't. Um, and. Then, I've been where they're like the production staff is not great or that they have treated people wrong or whatever. Um, And I've had, you know, like a problem with people in the cast or with the director. And I just had to like get through it, but I can't foresee anything happening short of just like, Worst case scenarios of like abuse of another actor, or like you know the like really really bad stuff. Yeah, it would you know where you like morally can not can like no one can any longer be in the show. But I can't imagine having a role and then just ditching out on my cast. It, and I'll say this: that's the way I look at it. It's, it's like not for yeah. the director or the production team. It's more or less for my fellow actors.
0: It's it's unfair, and even if it were a one man show. Right. Like if even you were doing a one man show to me, it's absolutely unfair for all the people, even on the production side of it Mm -hmm. to quit. Right. Because they have already given up their time, their hours that they have set aside for you for a long time. And then to have to do this to like like, say, a larger cast or something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely inappropriate. Well, and it just because
1: there's no way. That it can recover. I just feel like no. there's no, it's like a death sentence. You're basically saying this show is now not going to be prepared. People are going to be nervous and they're not going to feel safe on stage with well, whoever that they get to replace it. I mean, I don't care yeah. if, they, if, if I, if I quit the show and they called in Tom Hanks to take over my part in two days, people are still going to be nervous. Yeah. Not just because they're on stage with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know what it says about me. I love me. that you thought Tom Hanks I, it was is the, the only, only person.
0: <laughs> applicable replacement. Uh, it's just, I'm. <laughs> yes, I could see
1: how you would see it that way. Um, but, but I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Whoever takes on the part,
0: well, so, your
1: fellow actors are going to be nervous because they have not been there, and you know that they know that that person doesn't know the show well enough. Yeah. And so they're there. Then the show becomes about getting this actor that, that basically is trying to save the show for everyone to, to like help them succeed and get through the show. You're basically just getting through it.
0: Yeah. Because you know what, what to me seems so unfair is not only to do that to your other castmates, but you've spent the last, for the most part, we spend about eight weeks uh, in a, production yes, cycle to eight weeks. you know 6 to 8 weeks or whatever so you have all of these people who are building this chemistry around mm-hmm. what exists on stage right and that's just the rehearsal process yeah. it's not even So when planning. you quit right before a show during a show or whatever the to me the the absolutely unfathomable is right when you quit a show you're taking all of that chemistry that was there mm-hmm. and you're throwing this monkey wrench into it and it's like we can read that it's just like
1: a Molotov cocktail
0: yes <laughs> like it's that. just a matter of when it explodes
1: yeah and it's just I just uh, it just terrifies me I hear those horror stories I've gotten those phone calls of this has happened can you do this and it's just it, it is frightening I mean I, I told that story about the the paperclip show yeah in the, in the in the funeral home that was an awful situation yeah and that was just a, a smaller show. I just, I cannot imagine doing that to a bigger cast. And just knowing the work that goes into it and how much sacrifice that has to go in. And, you know, that's um one of the things that whenever we were doing the... Um, oh, my goodness, it wasn't the last show. Tuna? No, it was, it might have been Because uh, 50% Christmas. of us wanted to quit. <laughs> you <laughs> don't kidding. remember me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like I we were know. digging at one another, and then I'm dug just, it ourselves. Yeah, it was I'm like I'm gonna quit happening? my own theater company show. Mm. <laughs> I'm just in SpongeBob now. <laughs> I don't what know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Anyway, no, we were, when we were doing Christmas Carol, I had this thought of you know, there's not that there's 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 nothing that we do that uh, that has worth to it unless there's sacrifice. Yeah. And the more that you end up inevitably sacrificing, the more it means to you. I mean, I think that's why one reason why I still have such a a huge spot in my heart reserved for my whole tour that I did in in Montana. Yeah. Because it was so hard, and I made it through it. And it was great and rewarding, not just because it was rewarding, but because it was so hard. Yeah. And I made it through the other side. And so I feel like you have all these people that are sacrificing you know, their time and their energy that they could be doing something else. And then you basically are just like, it doesn't matter to me. Absolutely. I'm out. It's like a, it's like a, I'm going to, I'm going to like sacrifice you and myself on this one issue or whatever it is. And this is, this is the cross I'm going to die on.
0: It's kind of like a meal. You know, if you sit there and you take the time to you know cut the vegetables and then to like boil the rice down and then then you like throw everything together, like you spend the time to do it, or you could throw something in the microwave, which is better. Well, now I will
1: say sometimes when you cook all day, you <laughs> don't, don't want to <laughs> eat it.
0: It's you're like, I'm not even metaphor. hungry. Anymore. All right, <laughs> but but no, you're absolutely right. Like you're you're wanting to sacrifice, and and, and it basically tells the rest of your cast that. Your time means nothing to me personally.
1: Right, and I'm more important. I mean, this this really could translate into literally any other yeah. business. Ego has no place in art. It has no place in art, and whenever it's there, I mean, that's that's basically the whole lesson. Whenever we did that reading of red, that's like the whole whole lesson yeah. of that. It's just how Rothko got in his own way by putting his ego
0: first. You know, speaking of that, it. it so we had our friend uh, Craig come and do the stage. He like read the stage directions and things for us, and and he we, almost died. Oh yeah, when we ran into that donkey <laughs> like leaving your house, there's like a donkey in the middle of the road. Yeah, there were two donkeys. Yeah, <laughs> is that a donkey? <laughs> <laughs> I, like lost my mind. I was like, wait a second, hold on up.
1: We just but, had some issues of these two donkeys that kept uh, three donkeys actually in the middle there three, of the road. Three miniature donkeys. That so just kept getting out.
0: Uh, but but at any point, you know, Craig could have just basically told us, yeah, I'm not going to read the stage directions if I can't act with you guys. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Two weeks before we actually went to perform this, you had said, hey, man, uh, you know, Chris and I have been working on this. Do you want to come out and read with us? And that dude was at every single rehearsal thereafter. But, you
1: know, that he he is also just... We're so lucky, and I say this a lot, but we are so lucky to have the people that we have. Yes. And that, that we have, I don't know if it's that that we have accepted them or that they have chosen to spend their time with us. I, I like to think that it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But I think it more, more goes on the side that they have chosen to spend their mm-hmm. time with us, that they have chosen us. And it's just so awesome to have those people that, are in it for the right reasons and their hearts are in the right place because you see. Because honestly, I would never worry about Craig in any situation. Yeah, ever like someone like him being like, "No, I'm not going to do that anymore." Yeah,
0: it's like when you surround yourself. With I mean, people he's a
1: librarian. Are... You yeah. got to trust a librarian. I mean, come
0: on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's a good way to see if Craig actually listens to this podcast. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> he'll approach us with uh, bubbles are delicious. Um, mm-hmm. The um, but but to when you see people that are passionate about something that you also really love and or care about, even with a small semblance of caring, right? Mm -hmm. You want to surround yourself like, Oh, they, they, they love this thing too, that I like really enjoy doing. And I want to be a part of whatever that they are doing. Right. Yeah. And, and, and to me that is, it's being in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want, I don't know, man, but you know, and, and to be, to be fair,
1: what, what Craig did is really hard. I've had, I've, I've sat and I've read the stage directions and it's hard to do that. And then not, cause you can't, you can't read the stage directions in a stage reading or be that person that is taking away from the show. Yeah. And he was just very present and didn't detract and really just added to the experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it was awesome to have somebody like him that we could trust to do that.
0: But, you know, and, and to, to that point, like at any point, Craig could have said, nah, not doing it, and mm-hmm. you know maybe we could have found somebody else, right maybe, right, but I just you know, I couldn't imagine even being in his position and saying a week before, yeah, no, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore like to me, that just blows my mind because when you because I know you've seen a couple of shows or and or a show um. In particular, that
1: I've at least seen one show.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> at least. Uh, and you go see like every show, but a show where a castmate had backed out, mm-hmm. and then you had to have someone else with script on hand. Yeah, in Jump the in. show, and and it's not fair. Now, that, to be fair, that doesn't really happen. All that doesn't happen. No, 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 no It no. happens very, few very times. rare occasion. Because then after that, nobody wants to work with that right. person ever again. Or
1: you would think. I mean, I know if I, were, if I were the director and someone did that to me, I, I'd be like, <laughs> never again. Yeah. Like, I would never trust you ever again. And I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, well, you burned me once. But I'm like, you, it, it's not just me. Well, you can't trust it's them everyone now. else.
0: And, and, you know, you let, you know, seven people or, you know, 13 people, however many people, even if it's just one, like, say you'd have backed mm. out of Tuna. No, absolutely. I would never work with you again.
1: Well, that would be very difficult. That would have been weird. <laughs> but no no hey, no Chris, it, it just... I'm not gonna do this anymore. I'm just gonna run the front of the house. Yeah. And with Lexi. And we're just gonna
0: We'll see what happens, yeah. But that's not fair, and, you know. My father in law is gonna step in. <laughs> I would have loved to have your father in law <laughs> in. Just see, mm, baby, Glenn, mm, I, this, <laughs> doing my lines you just see up Glenn, here.
1: Glenn Paul going up there like, Here I go.
0: This is Thurston Wiggles, baby. Ooh, Good yeah. morning, Tuna, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in a, uh, a position in a show, uh, one time where, um. Uh, this person had quit like two or three weeks before. I think we
1: just did that thing that they always tell podcasters not to just do inside jokes with each other.
0: Well, that's how your father-in-law talks all the time. (laughs) Anyone that's met Glenn knows that that's how he talks.
1: Yeah. This is one of the most endearing, awesome things that he sings. He narrates his his life through song.
0: Like, even if I have to cut that, I think it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) He narrates his, his life through song. Um, but I was in a show one time where someone had quit two to three weeks beforehand, and I had to... Oh, my God, I remember that. Yeah, I had to step in another position. The director Oof. and uh, a friend, a mutual it's friend hard. of ours asked, you know, hey, like, will you step into this role? And it was like, man, I don't know if I can do it, but I, so I will so don't want to do it. Yeah, but, you know, after I had it's read... It's one of those
1: things where it's just really hard because you want to be a team player, but you're also like, I don't want to do a bad job. Right? And this is a lot.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I had the smallest role in the show and I was excited, like finally, something that's just like teeny tiny and I can just
1: Finally I can take a little break from all the talent I
0: have. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> I'm over here trying to do voice acting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and then I had to I had to fulfill this other role and it was so incredibly like well after I had read for the role in one rehearsal, I then thought I want to do this. Yeah. And it's like I don't want to let anybody down, right? So I like worked my butt off to learn two roles in a very short amount of time. And and I'm not saying that, you know, to my credit, but it's like the dedication that it would take even for one person to say I'll step in to mm-hmm. fulfill this role is incredible, especially yeah. last minute. And and kudos to anybody that has to do it especially in a community theater setting. Woof. Because any little thing can like, definitely pull you out of community theater a lot yeah. of times. So. Well, I mean, when you're working,
1: you have your own like, complete, separate, full-time job. And then you're trying to be like, all right, when can I carve out some time for something else? Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, if, if, you, if you are doing theater in your community and you have a full-time job and you just have really any sort of relationship with anyone like friendship, family. Yeah. If you know people, it's hard to juggle then your job, your friendships, your relationships and the the theater. It's hard to like make that work.
0: Yeah. But fortunately, all of our friends are Yeah, that's why you just room.
1: you only have friends that are in the <laughs> theater. <laughs> and you know, your your wife runs a theater. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it
0: definitely helps to to know people in theater. It is kind of
1: sad though because then you do have some friends that can't do a show for a while and you're like, oh, I haven't seen them in so long, what's up with them? Right? It's like, oh and right. And
0: may have just been 6 weeks just the one show.
1: <laughs> but I like that to I feel say, so bad like we haven't seen Jeremy in forever. I think about this all the time. I'm like, like, very Man, excited to do the uh, MC. Any yeah, that's why I'm I'm excited to do this mainly to hang out with him and right? see him. And that I mean I love his business, but I love him. Yeah, I know.
0: He's it's a good just, person.
1: It's it's one of those things that you will agree to do anything for someone who is who is a great person. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I could ever tell him no.
0: And, you know, let, let's just say, let's put ourselves in a situation, right? Right now, hypothetical, if if we told Jeremy, hey, something's come up, can't make it to the MC gig, you know how incredibly would, unfair that would be to him? He would be very nice to us, but that's because he
1: is a, a genuinely... Beautiful human being, a
0: good human being, yes.
1: But you have to think somewhere in the darkness of his soul, if there is a spot, he'd be like, "Never again."
0: No, well, no, no. Yeah, he would file that in the back of his mind. Like, yeah, I can't. But trust also, we Cody could do and that Chris to, him, to do,
1: and then I'd be like, "Hey, man, I am kind of lazy, and I need a drink from the fridge. I'm laying on the couch, and he would drive the forty five minutes to my house <laughs> yeah, yeah. and get the drink from me, yeah. and bring it to me on the couch. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't." Um, yeah, I don't think that there would ever be any situation that would, that would push me out of the show. I just don't think that I could do it. I would power through. I mean, I know I talked to um, a close friend of mine who uh, was doing a show in California, and she was, by all accounts, I mean, really should have quit. Mm-hmm. She should have quit. She was, the director was horrific, really, like his treatment of the performers and just the the things that he was laying on his performers and asking them to do i mean just really when i was hearing these stories it was like i don't understand how this guy still has a job in our current climate yeah. and um that the actors haven't walked out but she she like made it through that show for the other performers in it you know i mean she she also she raised awareness about it but she stuck stuck it out through the performances cuz they were so close to the actual show, but it's still just like, how do you? Oh, I, I, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, and that's coming from both sides of it: production team, director, actor. Cannot imagine.
0: Yeah, because it's it's
1: unfair, even on the production team. I can't imagine even the, the director being like, "No, I'm out." Who did that, Spider Man? Julie Taymor. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, nah, look, I tried. I tried yeah, real hard. I
0: tried to make this good. It just I'm did out. not work. You can work. call
1: somebody else to put the finishing touches on this.
0: But, you know, in as a performer, I always think when I finish this, because I'm, I'm going to see this to the very end, I file away again. I will just choose to not work with this person ever this again. again.
1: Now, look, I have directed shows that I was like, whoo-wee, I'm waiting for – the end of this one. Because <laughs> it's like, I
0: cannot. I love that you're from the Old West. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee, <laughs> 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 I tell you
1: what, when this thing ends, I ain't with I'm out never of get. here. I'm going <laughs> to get on my horse and head to the La Hacienda. <laughs> where? La Hacienda.
0: I think that ends with an ellipsis. The La Hacienda. La Hacienda. <laughs> the La Hacienda.
1: Um, yeah, I just, I, I, there are just some times where it just doesn't, doesn't work the way that you want it to but um you know i i watched this thing the other day just kind of like thinking about you and and me and our process and and sometimes working in in theater i watched this whole talk about procrastinators and it's (laughs) (laughs) interesting about (laughs) it's just oh yes interesting about you know, like what goes on in a procrastinator's brain. And do you know what web browser you use on your computer? I meant
0: to check. I'm just curious. On, on my computer. Yeah. Your computer. And I your definitely phone. just use Safari, mm. which is tied to, I think, I think on my phone, I have it set to the default is Google.
1: Ooh, then you're interesting.
0: Okay. Not sure. What I that knew that. About you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, dear. Uh, I mean, yeah, have you heard me on this podcast? So like, yes, I have. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Uh, they Again, they said, like, you if you take track. the time, like, most of the, like, for Safari users, it's a, like, I don't really want to think about what I'm using. I, I just want to, like, get the information and go. Yeah. And then apparently, people who use, like, Chrome, Google Chrome or Mozilla Fox, they're like, yeah. since they have to go in and actually make a choice, be like, no, this is what I want to like this program, and I'm going to download it and actually put it on. My phone or my computer separately, then it it somehow means that they're more creative.
0: Oh, well. Now that you say that, I like. <laughs> I well, have. Now that you
1: say that, and now I know what it means. I do have Firefox I
0: installed do. as my default. Like when you click Safari, like that's what it brings up is oh, that's so the Firefox. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, but on my that phone, just, I like, can't
1: necessarily get it. But is somehow tied to productivity. Like people who use. Not like not Safari and those kind of things. They actually have more creative products to show for their their work. Look,
0: I know I have OCD, and when I walked into your house today and saw every cabinet door <laughs> open. For 30 minutes until Lexi got home, I all I why thought about was closing them. Why didn't you just close them. them? Why did you just close them? Because I thought you had them open for a reason. I, th- I don't have them open for a reason. I don't know. Maybe you threw a bug bomb in there. I don't know. A bug
1: bomb? I don't know. And just left them open? and <laughs> was like, oh, Chris, come over here and record the podcast. There's a bug bomb. <laughs> I'm gonna be laying in the back room on the couch, but there's a bug bomb. Don't just, I'm a, I'm a just sleep through run. this
0: fumigation don't, thing. Don't walk through the living <laughs> Potentially room. Potentially poison myself. Just yeah. coming through the window.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why? This is your you house. I don't. I like- don't understand why it is, but it's one of those things. Like I don't notice sometimes that my jeans maybe don't make it into the laundry basket. They're just next to it, and Lexi then will call me in to make a special like do you see the problem here? Like a whole, like, <laughs> like the 20 minutes that this took, like I'm going to try really hard the same to time. make sure that whenever I throw this, it goes in the basket. And then it's, it's the same thing with the cabinets. Like I don't even notice it, but I will say that I read somewhere once that people who leave their cabinets open or their doors open in the house have nothing to hide.
0: You did this at Devin and Christian's house. <laughs> You're I like, have nothing to hide. I don't know where a cup is. I'm going to open all your cabinet doors and leave <laughs> them open. Did I leave open. them open? Yes. I walked in after you know, <laughs> and I went, Who d- this had to be Cody. I'm so sorry. Devin and Christian don't live like Neanderthals. You know, Neanderthals. I'm so sorry,
1: Devin and Neanderthal
0: Christian. Neanderthal or Neanderthal? I've heard it both ways. But this is like back to the beginning. It's a callback joke.
1: Neanderthal.
0: I don't think I've
1: ever, outside of maybe... a uh, Pretentious science class if I heard Neanderthal.
0: Ooh, ooh, Neanderthal. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's just been the podcast of voices for I enjoy that you went to like... Just anybody's just under the rainbow with the Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. It was that that first Leonard voice from Tuna. (laughs) That was the Irish pirate (laughs) that I didn't realize was an Irish pirate. It was a really
0: funny voice, and then you just went to this Irish pirate, and it was... I thought it was great, but everyone else had to criticize you about it. That
1: was one of those weird times where I had made a choice and I honestly just couldn't hear it. Yeah. Even whenever I recorded myself doing it and tried to listen, I was like, it sounds, I don't get it. It doesn't sound that way to me. I stood by your choice for the record. What was it? It was Leonard and Childers. <laughs> Leonard and <laughs> Childers. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> It was just adding a whole bunch of unnecessary consonants.
0: But, you know, you get to a point where you're doing 10 characters. It is hard to think of a fresh voice.
1: Yeah, especially whenever it goes into the female voices. Oh, yeah. Which is, you know, exciting from when we actually do to Christmas because there are way more. So speaking of procrastinators, do you remember that time when I was like, hey, by the time this podcast is released, I'm going to mention this so that I will have the Patreon page done?
0: Never gonna happen. And
1: that was three podcasts ago. Yep. I still haven't done it. <laughs> so apparently, it doesn't matter what 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 browser you use. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm just I. You're definitely a Safari. I bet you still safari. have
0: Internet Explorer on your school. I don't on the <laughs> yeah on the on the school computer. I do. <laughs> I'm not using this Google machine. I no, go back and forth. Absolutely not.
1: No. Yeah. Well, mostly I've got internet me doing voices I, now. I hate your. You're cuts. welcome. Um, so, no, I, I do have Internet Explorer, but I have the Internet Explorer and Chrome, and it's only because the Internet Explorer, the tech person, signed me into my grade book at school on that, and I don't know what my password is. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, like, leave it there to keep bouncing back and forth. This is one of those situations you just really hope your boss doesn't listen to your yeah. extracurricular activity. That. Um. Yeah, Bill's not listening to this. Um. But, uh, to say... The thing that's tripping me up is this tier system thing and the stuff that we offer people
0: so what do we offer people
1: that's the biggest question I mean is it like me doing maybe. as many impersonations as I
0: possibly can maybe we ask the people what they would like to do they see know from us. yeah but do the people know what they want yeah.
1: mm. yes is the guess the- yeah I was try I was trying to do like this you know the call and response um no, Same. we tried that a few podcasts ago. Didn't work. Can't remember. Oh, no, that was <laughs> you trying to do something. That was before. Sorry, I tried to do fun things in the to podcast.
0: <laughs> My bad. I'm trying to spice That's it up That's not a why we
1: are here. Um, so <laughs> I do think that we we just find out what people want. I mean, we have talked about, like, do we offer a streamed version of this where you can actually watch us That's
0: do this? That's an option. Which yeah. is an option. An option, yeah.
1: Um, it was a little bit more frightening option for me, considering how much I know of this podcast has to be edited out. <laughs> and how it kind of seems like in the beginning we were just, yeah, we can sit down and be good, at, be good and not say things we shouldn't say. <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's like, now, nah, well, well, he'll edit it, is what yeah. it going through my brain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell the moment that you give up. It's like, like I, okay, he knows. I had to turn it off. I'm he sorry. knows just, just got to get it. this out of his system, and then we'll move <laughs> on. And um, but,
1: uh, yeah, so I guess maybe we just we just ask if there's, what
0: what would you want? Yeah. Let us know. And that could be anything from, like, maybe, like, readings or just an AMA, kind of ask us anything. A scene partner's calendar. I would pay money to room. have you on a 12 month calendar. Why is it just it's seen partners, not seen partner? I think we know how this podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take
1: pictures of myself and put no, it on. No, Josh, a, will have to take the pictures. Right. Well he's then. so good. So then basically it would just have to be like and we could you get, get Christian 6 to months do like of a, me and 6 months of Chris. Tw-
0: uh, no, no, no. We do a Christmas calendar, the 12 days of, you know, the little advent calendars or whatever it is. Well, what's inside is it chocolate? Is you press a button and Christian has a, a new button. like
1: This is already this is too much.
0: Okay, well, we'll move on. This I is mean, not a good idea to I'm, begin well, with. I mean, oh, I'm
1: sorry. I thought you were being genuine for a second. I was like, how with the manufacturing costs, Chris? They're insane.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Our team partner's calendar was a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was. Who knows?
1: Oh, you're not. Yeah. Lexi's listening to this being like, I would love that the 12 months of Cody. <laughs> 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 all, all 12 months. Just love them all,
0: yeah. She would probably stand with me in the solidarity of I would love to see Cody come up with twelve new poses for each month. I got twenty four. A new, co- I'll do a double. Here you- it is, Patreon.
1: Pay what you can. Twenty four months. No, twelve months. <laughs> two photos a piece. <laughs> no, twelve months. Two what is photos happening? a month. <laughs> I'm negotiating myself.
0: This sounds like you're creating an OnlyFans thing. Oh,
1: <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> if it if it means we can get a that third be- microphone, maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> we need a guest. We do need a guest. We need a third person in here to ring the We would love a guest. Um. And yeah, anyway, um. So hey, I think um. I think that you should send us away like a kite into the night. A windy night, a brisk windy night with a, a joke.
0: A ju- oh, um, uh what do sea lions eat? Sea gazelles.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I was gonna say
1: seaweed, and I was like, I don't want to bring drugs. Tell me a joke I can
0: think of <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> hey, that's
1: uh, that that is Chris, and that is Cody. i uh, well. It used to be anyway.
0: Hey.